Welcome to the Weekly Reboot, your Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Hi Tony. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. Yeah, you're not. I'm not well, I'm sick. But that's not going to stop us this week, Tony. No, we're still going to smash out a podcast for you. We certainly are. Would you like to kick us off? Sure. Um, I saw an interesting tweet during the week um, about hiring for culture fit. And interestingly, hiring for culture fit, you normally think we want to hire for the current culture to preserve the current culture and to make the current culture stronger. Mm -hmm. There's a tweet I saw, which I don't know any background on, but it basically talked about how you actually need to hire for preserving the continuity of the current organisational goals and, and, and culture, but also for creating change and adding to your culture. Mm-hmm. It's being additive. And the time orientation, focus and bias that both align, those things align to. So pre- hiring for your current culture is a present time orientation. It's focused on what we have um, rather than what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's confirming bias behind that. Mm. Um, but when you look at a culture, uh, hiring for things you don't have, uh, and things you're missing, and thinking of the future and creating change, um, then you're hiring from a learning bias. And it's important to hire people from both of those cultural areas. Yeah, so maybe kick off your hiring activity with what don't we have that we would like to see more of? Yeah, and I mean, even if a company's running great and is awesome as it is, you don't necessarily want to hire for that same culture. You want to hire for something yes and. A little additive. That's right. Nice. I've got so many that are about conferences and I'm worried that I'm just going to walk, actually, well, I'll just plow on. So conferences, 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 and I wanted to mention a whole bunch of stuff. First of all, T-Conf was held on the 23rd of November and it was about testing and software by testers and QAs and software, which is great to see quality getting its time in the sun because it's often not given enough credence in delivery teams. Now, our friend Teresa, Teresa Neat, had mentored a bunch of women into doing lightning talks at that, which I thought was absolutely great. Yay T. Yay T. She has herself done a great conference talk called QA Ops, which I'll link to in the notes. And she's also ex-Australia Post and ex-DDC with us and also now works at REA Group as a developer advocate. So she's got a kind of varied and juicy role there. Good to see T doing great things out there. Go T. Another conference one, Yao is about to start in December, of course, as well as Yao CTO Summit. Can't make that one, but I noticed that Barry O'Reilly, seeing his face and his book bloody everywhere these days. It must be because we mentioned him on the podcast, Tony. That'd be Um, it. (laughs) Yeah, so his new book, Unlearn, but he's going to be at Yao doing a workshop. So I think tickets may have already already be gone for... Yao is always a great conference (laughs) to go to. I also wanted to mention First Conference, which is on again next year. That one is put on by our friends at Tabar and friend of the podcast, Ed Wong. Hi, Ed. They also put on Last Conf and Spark, so they do quite a few conferences. I saw him tweet. Yeah, he was talking to someone who will be speaking at First Conference, someone called Lizette Sutherland. She's the author of Work Together Anywhere and is an expert on remote working and remote collaboration. Cool. And their theme is Enabling a Culture of Agility, and it will be on in Melbourne on the 28th of February and 1st of March next year. Looking forward to it. What do you got for me next, Tony? Um, I've been teaching my six-year-old about um, batch size optimization. Agile in real life. You know how much I love that. <laughs> yes. 
He, um, there were tears involved, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, he came out one morning um, during the week with five birthday invitations that he'd been storing up in his bag. And um, yeah, because of he was too late bringing them to my attention, he missed two of them. And um, yeah, I had a conversation with him about how, how large batch size has neg negative consequences. Um, so he understands that now. He learnt the hard way, but um, yeah. Gee, it sounds like learning's really fun in your house, Tony. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily fun. Yeah. I, th I think I'd be looking at it as oh, legitimate excuses to get out of parties. Mm, maybe it's another option. <clears throat> no, but it's good. Great to see a bit of Agile in real life coming up there. Last week we talked about Javier, or we talked to Javier at REA Group about his Agile in real life example, his daughter's That's Agile a three-year-old. Yes. We also mentioned in conversation their TKO tech kickoff internal conference. Javier has since blogged about that and there's some videos of that too, so I'll link to that in the notes as well. Um, another thing that we were talking about during the week was how to get around problems when they arise, whether it be feedback or just problems that you experience at work and what you can do about them. And um, at one place I worked recently, um, we had the GGF box, which loosely translated uh, is something like the go get <laughs> box. No, no, no. You're going to have to... <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep you out. You're going to bleep me out? Otherwise I have to tick the exquisite warning. Ah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, start, I'll try Why? that again. So one place that I worked recently, we had a GGF box. Um, which what does GGF stand for? GGF uh, stands for go get and this box was, um, it was just a cardboard box with a little slot in the top and you could write something on a post-it note and slip it into the box and it would go get beeped. <laughs> and you didn't have to worry about it anymore. So if there was something hassling you or something that you didn't agree with or that was just stupid, um, then you could just put it in the box and everyone was happy. Just push and those problems gone. down. All those problems just got buried deep down inside where they never, ever, ever hurt anyone <laughs> ever again. Did, did you ever like open them to read them? No, um, yes, I did, just actually, yes. I, I did live in fear of people um, opening the box and finding out a lot of things that they shouldn't, didn't really want to know about. Hello. But um, but it was therapeutic having that box there, and everyone from the team and other teams around used to put things into the box. Yeah, yeah. That actually reminds me of a podcast I listened to. Um, a great mentor and friend of mine, Barb Hyman, was on the Coffee Pods podcast this week. It's really great to hear her talk about her new company, which is called Predictive Hire. Actually, they use machine learning to help you predict the success of a candidate in a role so all about using data rather than you know your bias and your instincts mm. which is kind of interesting however she talked about something that she had at bcg or a friend or a mentor taught her at the bcg which was to have a concept which was a forgettery so they believe in very strong feedback quite directly and she said it was really good for resilience but her mentor taught her that if someone came and gave you feedback mm. and you know once you've dealt with it or processed it or decided what to do with it then you should stick it in your forgettery so you can forget about it and then and move forward, <laughs> move forward yep. without having it sort of chip away or eat away at you. Which it's I same thing as the GGF box. Yeah, it's a great it's concept. It's called a forgettery rather so than a GGF box. A couple of good little hacks there. Agile Oz I have to mention. It's nearly December, Tony, OMG. And submissions will soon open for Agile Oz. Um, they're just knocking up guides and etc for guidance on submitting and getting your conference talk accepted. There's going to be a lot of support around that for next Agile Oz, which is um, in June next year, but there's going to be a lot of support around the process of actually submitting a talk, especially if you're a newcomer to talking. They're very keen to get um, new voices, new faces, 
and you know mentoring and shepherding of those talks through to June next year. So look out for the links for that. Yes, almost December, and we've got a bit of news, which is that um, did you know there are twelve Agile principles in the manifesto? Oh, what a coincidence! <laughs> the twelfth month of the year. Yes. Twelve and twelve principles. days. Of- 12 days of Christmas, exactly. And last year we kicked off a little bit of a campaign and we'll be doing it again this year, which is the 12 principles of the Agile Manifesto as a Christmas Advent calendar. So check out our Twitter handle at The Reboot Co to see them coming in one each business day from next Monday. And we'll also post them in LinkedIn. Or if you want something a little bit special, then you can sign up for a daily email by going to www.rebootco.com.au forward slash about. And you can sign up there to get an email every day, or you can email us at rebootme at rebootco.com.au. Correct. And we'll deliver you a special email for each principal. Plus, we're going to give some little hacks and tips inside that email as well to make it real for your teams. So feel free to share that with teams as well. Maybe you want to post them on your internal Slack channels, stuff like that. Share it. Share it everywhere. Yeah, why not? The bonus episode is this week going to be Renee Troughton talking about working at Big Consultancy, which is BCG. Um, we'll drop that episode in about an hour, listening to that one. My take out from that is you just got a sense of the bigness of some of their transformation work. Yep. And also um, got to say V for La Revolution, which was uh, you know great for me also the agile revolution pushed out two episodes recently so hopefully they were spurred on by us mentioning that we love their published episodes previous podcasts so it was good to talk to her she's certainly very well respected in the agile community and she's very much got the systems thinking um, analytical logic and reasoning and, and process to a problem which i think you need to at that kind of scale yes that was interesting Yes, when you're thinking bigger scale. Yeah. Much bigger scale than a team or even a couple of teams. Any last reflections for the week before we go to December? I can't believe it's here already. What sort of message would you, would you like to leave teams with this week, Tony? Oh, okay. Here we go. Effective organisations are communities of human beings, not collections of human resources. Thanks to Henri Mintzberg for that one. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, all. See ya. Have a fun week. Subscribe to the weekly reboot, hit subscribe in your podcast platform or get it delivered to your inbox weekly by dropping us a line at rebootme at rebootco.com.au and we'll look forward to hearing from you there. And from all of us, we hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend.